Sure, you ready for the word? Alright. Oh, somebody says, let's say this together, our Father. In the name of your Son, Jesus, we receive revelation that is found in Christ alone. There's no confusion. There's no contradictions in this atmosphere. We behold you as we see ourselves. In you, your name alone is glorified. As we edify. Amen. You not sound like you mean amen. Alright. New Testament ministry of angels. Amen. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to title this New Testament. Uh, we've given it a title already, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to just change the title someday. But let's, let's see. Philemon 1.6. Let's see if I'll change the title, or maybe I will not. Maybe when we are done with today's section, we can probably check. Maybe it is called New Testament ministry, or maybe it's Old Testament ministry, or all the ministry. Or Old Testament ministry, New Testament ministry, Book of Our Ministry, um, Supernatural Commission Ministry. <laughs> All right, Philippians 6 says uh, that the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing wishes in you in Christ Jesus, right? Is that what it says? Some of you didn't open up on there. All right, I'll forgive you. It says that the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing wishes in you in Christ Jesus. So that shows... There are every good things in us in Christ. So there are things that belongs to us based on our union with Christ. And as we studied last week, that means there are things that a believer needs to know and understand that it is his right, it's his privilege in Christ. And that word acknowledging that feeling in that place where it says that you acknowledge every good thing. That word acknowledge is from the Greek word epignosis. It means precise understanding, precise knowledge. And the truth of the matter is this. Many of us lack precise knowledge. Many of us lack precise and accurate understanding of what God has done in Christ Jesus for us. So we need to come into a precise and accurate knowledge. So there are things that belong to us in Christ. And I told us, I said, whatever is not free is not in Christ. In Romans 8 verse 32, it says, He that spared not his own son, but he that spared not his own son, how shall he not freely give us all things? So that means whatever is in Christ is free. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, so whatever is in Christ is free. So God, through Jesus, has given us freely all things. That's, that's what he did. He did that upon salvation. He gave us freely all things. If you read in John 16, verse 12 to 13, the ministry of the Holy Spirit was to unveil those things to us. It says, when the Comforter shall come, it says, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it when the Spirit of truth shall come, they shall reveal them to you. So that means the spirit of truth reveals those things to us. So that means the Holy Spirit teaches us those things via the epistles. And the teachings of the spirit or the teachings of those things belongs to us in Christ. And those things encompass all that Christ has done. Hallelujah. So we said we are in Zion, right? And we said in Hebrews 12 verse 22. Hebrews 12 verse 22. Hebrews 12 22. I, I don't think this is how I'm supposed to sound, but... I just find myself sounding this way. <laughs> Am I sounding right? Uh, no, it's cool. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about myself. It's cool. Amen. <laughs> it's not, I'm not talking about this sound now. Amen. All right, look at Hebrews 12, 22. It says, but you have come unto what? 
Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, unto an innumerable company of angels. It says you have come to Zion. That means you have not come to Mount Sinai. We said, we did a description, we did, we did a comparison last week. We said, you have not come to Mount Sinai, right? You have come to what? To Zion, the city of the living God, where all the city of innumerable company of angels. There's the city of the living God and to an innumerable company of angels. So that means you have come into the new covenant, right? You've come into... Let, let, let's look at Zion again. Let's look at that place, Zion. Look at 2 Samuel 5. Zion Samuel 5. We said Zion, what did we say Zion is last week? We said Zion is David's kingdom, right? The place of throne, the place of authority, right? We said that. I don't know if you remember. Or right, look at the second Samuel 5. 2 Samuel 5. 2 Samuel 5. It says, nevertheless, David took a stronghold of Zion. The same is the city of David. The same is the city of David, and David goeth there. That day, so that's that's the city of David. So Zion is the city of David, and it speaks prophetically about David's kingdom. You read in First Kings one, you read in First Psalm one, one thing verse one, where it says, "And Zion was refined into the kingdom of light." So when you see the word kingdom in scriptures, when you see the word kingdom, is the word Zion. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because it's speaking prophetically about a kingdom, and that kingdom is prophetically speaking about Zion. So you, you read in Colossians 1 verse 12. Look at let, let, let me show you something now. Let's do let's do an analysis of something. Look at Colossians 1 verse 12, where it says, Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us partakers to be entrance of the seed, who has delivered us and who has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Can we call that? Can we call that translated us into Zion? Can we say that? So because that word kingdom there, we is speaking prophetically. So we are in his kingdom now. Okay, so when it says in John 3, verse 3, where it says, Except the man be born again, he shall not enter into the kingdom of God. Can we say he cannot enter into Zion? Can we say that? All right, look at it in Ephesians 1, where it says, He's seated at the right of, right of, in Ephesians 2, verse 1 to 6, where it says, He's seated at, okay, let's, let's, go, let's do Ephesians 1, verse 16. It says, I pray to God that your eyes of the study will be enlightened. It now says that you will know the hope of His calling, the riches of His glory, and the entrance of the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards what we believe according to what kind of mighty power which he wrote in Christ when he raised him from the dead, far at his right hand, set him as his right hand in heavenly places, far above all principalities, power, might, and dominion, and every name that is named only in this world, but that which come and put on his other feet to you be ready in your church, which is body the full legend all, all in all. <laughs> in verse 6, all right, look at it, verse 6, where it says, uh, uh, in Ephesians 2, verse 6, where it says, and he has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Can we call that Zion? Can we say he has made us to sit together in Zion? Can we say heavenly places? Kingdom, right? So you, 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 I'm showing you how to study the scriptures gradually. So Zion is not a place. It is a kingdom. Are you getting what I'm saying? You see in Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10. So when you read, so when you read the Old Testament, which we're going to look at probably in this teaching, when you read the Old Testament and you see most of what they say, uh, you see that those things have 
quite some meanings that you need to pay attention to. So when we're talking about David's kingdom, Zion, uh, David's throne, all of those things, sit at my right hand, sit at my left hand, someone wanted, you will understand that they are talking about thrones. So when you now read them in the New Testament, you will see that the applications of those things still matter still today. They are still saying the same things. So when you read, when you understand, so if you have read the Old Testament properly and you understand what Zion is, when you come into the New Testament, when it says, when it starts saying, it are born into the kingdom, we not see the kingdom. You will have started knowing that the kingdom story started from David because he was one of the, is the second king in Israel because Samuel was the rejected one. David was, are you getting what I'm saying? David was the approved one of God. He was the man after God's own heart. So he says, are you getting what I'm saying? So that's kingdom. So in Zion, we are in the kingdom now. In Hebrews 10, it says, uh, let's see, let me see where I can start from. In Hebrews 10, it says, uh, uh, um, it says, look at the verse, uh, let, me, let me see where I can start from. Oh, uh, 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 okay, so let's, look, let's see, the, let's see verse, uh, I'm looking for where to start from in Hebrews 10. Mm. Uh, where can I start from? Somebody should guess. <laughs> Somebody should guess where I should start from in Hebrews 10. Don't say, ah, pastor. Someone should guess. All right, look at in Hebrews 10 verse 13. It says, from henceforth, expecting his enemies to be made his footstool. Right, for by one offering a perfect head forever, then that are sanctified. So when he says he has expecting to let me made his foot too, you've seen from verse 12 where he says, But this man, after he has offered one sacrifice for sin, sat down at the right hand of God. You know, where do you know that's the description of a throne, right? Can we say that's in Zion? Where can we say Zion? Oh, cool. So that's Zion. So it's a kingdom. So in Zion, we are in the kingdom now. Hallelujah. So we're in the kingdom. So when you see, when you read in the booster where it says, uh, we have come to Zion. Are you seeing it? A man who is born again is in Zion, the city of the living God, the innumerable company of angels. Are you seeing it? So we are in Zion now. Tell your neighbor, say we are in Zion now. Those say, I want to change my address. I want to change my nationality. I don't want to be an American citizen. I'm from Zion. Okay, cool. We have always been in Zion since the day you got born again. Hallelujah. All right, look at in Hebrews 12, Hebrews 2. Let's go back to Hebrews. Oh, let's start from Hebrews 1. Oh, let's see Hebrews 2, where it says, uh, where it says um, in verse 7 or in verse 8, Thou hast put all things under his subjection under his feet, for he has put all things in subjection under him, but he left nothing to be put under him, and now we see all things under him. Are you seeing it? That's a description of a throne, right? This description of a, of a kingdom, right? And that's Zion. So when you read, we have come to Zion, in Hebrews 12, verse 22, it's giving you a description of where we are now. So you and I, we are in Zion. Tell your neighbor, say, we are in Zion. You don't sound like you, mean. So in Zion, we are in the kingdom now. So now, look at in Hebrews 1. Now, let's see. We said, in Hebrews 1, God was, Hebrews 1, verse 1, God was in charge times and in diverse manners, and in spoken time passed unto the fathers by the prophet, and is this last day spoken to us by his sons, whom has appointed here of all things, by whom we have made the words, and who being the brightest, who being the brightest of his glory, and the express image of his person, and upholding you all things by the word of his power, sat down, sat down. Are you seeing that there's more emphasis on this? throne thing, sat down, 
right, on the right hand of the majesty, being made so much better than the angels. Now, this is Jesus' description, being made so much better than the angels. So, now, we said angels are also in Zion, right? Because we are in Zion. In Hebrews 12, verse 22, it says we have come to Zion, city of the living God, in the memorable company of angels. So, you are in Zion, right? Angels are in Zion. So, angels are in Zion too with you. So, what are they doing? Doing what? What are angels doing in Zion? I've told you, angels are not God's sons, right? Because they are not God's sons. I told you that the work of angels is not authority. Angels do not have authority. It is, their work is to respond to authority. In verse 4, it says, being made so much better than the angels. And it now says, and he has, and he has by inheritance attained an excellent name. It now says in verse 6, and he gave brigade of the firstborn, let all the angels of God worship him. In verse 7, it says, the, and of the angels who make it the angel spirit and ministers flame of fire. So you see their descriptions, they are described as, angels are described as flames of fire. So now, all that, and I told us last week that all that needs to be in humanity have been programmed in angels. All that needs to be, that is, all the needs of humanity have been programmed in angels. So angels were made for man. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Angels were made for man. They respond to authority. Angels don't give you authority. They respond to authority. They were made for man. So, angels functions as man's helper. One of the roles of angels is that they function as man's helpers. Angels don't have authority. They function as man's helper. They were made for man. And we're going to debunk certain things in, this, in today's teaching as touching angels and all of those things, we're going to have some debunking of so many things. Look at the 1 Corinthians 11 verse 10. We're going to have some conversations around certain things. And that's why I beg you to pay close attention because you're going to have a whole lot of people ask you questions as touching so many things around this area. Look at it in 1 Corinthians 11 verse 10 where it says... Uh, for this cause, ought the woman to have power over her head because of angels? Ah. You know, when you read this thing, you'll be wondering, ah, this is for this cause, ought the woman to have power on her head because of angels? So women should have power on her head. Oh, look at what this is. So when you read that now, you'll just be wondering, ah, so uh, I should be covering my hair because of angels? Are you getting what I'm saying? So, and we said, these are people, we, look at what we're saying. If you, if you study what I taught you last week and this week, that, what we studied last week, I told you, I said, these guys are in Zion, angels are in Zion, they are your servants, they are meant to help us, they are mindset, but they were programmed and designed to help us, right? Right, guys? Now, you're not seeing they say, you should, you should cover your head because of angels. Why? And you know that's why some people cover their heads in churches today. They just be, be born certain things. Now, if that's the case, look at what Paul said in Colossians 2.18. Colossians 2.18, because we need to really solidify certain things. In Colossians 2.18, it says, Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshipping of angels, intruding into those things which had not seen, vainly popped up in the fleshly mind. You see in Ephesians 3 verse 10, Ephesians 3 verse 10, Ephesians 3.10, 
you see certain things. So we're trying to debunk certain things where it says that uh, you see because a lot of people. So we need to look at Paul's commentary. When you see Paul's commentary on angels, Paul's commentary on angels are that angels are very secondary to man. Are you hear what I'm saying? We studied that last week. I we said angels are secondary to man. Angels couldn't have been given a privilege because angels don't even have an understanding of God's word. In Ephesians 3 verse 10, it says, To the inter at which the principalities and powers and in heavenly places might know the manifold wisdom of God. So they are looking into it. They want to know the manifold wisdom of God. That's why I look at 1 Peter 1 verse 12. I need you to open the extra so you can see it. 1 Peter 1 verse 12. 1 Peter 1 12. Because a lot of people think angels are that knowledgeable about scriptures, knowledgeable about God's word as you think. So, because, don't forget where we started from. We started from that 1 Corinthians 11 verse 10 where it was saying that you should cover your head because of angels. And a lot of people think, okay, that's a doctrine. And we are covering our heads so that angels will not look at us <laughs> lustfully or something. And we're going to look at all of those things in this series. Look at it in, in, 1, Corinthians, in 1 Peter 1 verse 12. It says, unto whom it was revealed, and not unto ourselves, but unto them, that they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them which shall preach the gospel unto you, which the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. So angels are designed to look into salvation. They are designed to look into what the gospel is all about. Angels don't have an understanding of God's word. If you find an angel trying to teach you the gospel, something is wrong. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Angels don't have understanding of God's word. As I'm teaching right now, they are taking note. Angels are used. So, and you also see when he says, so when he now says, in that verse, first Corinthians uh, 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 11 verse 10. Let's go back to that first Corinthians 11 verse 10. Where he says, Paul says that, uh, where, where Paul was saying that you should cover your hair because of angels. 11 verse 10. So we need to understand what was he talking about properly. And we have to read, like I've always told you, you should always read in context. So when he says, now, look, if you read it from if you read from verse seven, where it says, "For a man indeed, as much as he covers his head, for as much as is the image of the glory of God, for the man is the woman, neither is the man created for the woman, but the woman is for, the, for this cause the woman have power over her head because of angels." So when he used the word angels, don't forget, angels in scriptures are also used for ministers. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are also used for ministers. So Paul was not referring. Paul wasn't referring to human beings, but ministers. That's why you read in second, you, you read ministers as in, um, I mean, Paul was referring to human beings here, sorry. But, uh, but so you look at the second Corinthians 11. Look at second Corinthians 11. Second Corinthians 11, 13. Second Corinthians 11, 13, sorry. Second Corinthians 11, 13. Let's look at this one. Where it says, for as false prophets, right, deceitful workers, are you there? For a false prophet, you, you will have to open the scripture very fast today. For a false prophet, deceitful workers transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ and no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into what? An angel of light. Now, so that's talking to you about the ministers of the gospel. That's why you read also in Revelations, Revelations 1, 2, 3, where, where it says, letter to the seven churches and it says to the angel of the church. So the angel of the church refers to the pastor of the church. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, angels are also referred to ministers because they are actually ministers. Are you seeing it? So, they now use that same description. 
Are you seeing it? Because the work of an angel is to minister, right? Hebrews 1.14, we, st we studied that last week. Hebrews 1.14, are they not ministering? We sent forth to minister to them who shall be heirs of salvation. So they are ministering spirit. So same way, the man of God, the preacher, the pastor, the, 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 is also a minister. Are you, saying, are you getting what I'm saying? So they use that description. So when he says covering it, are you seeing the difference now? Is he talking about physical angels? No. Is it making sense now? So, so, so now, the, another question you ask, which I believe you should, we be in Genesis 6, right? Where it says, the, let's go to Genesis 6. Where it says, so, so we, we, we said, and I'm coming, so let's look at Genesis 6. Uh, this, this is the bulk of my study today, amen. I really want to debunk this today, amen. Someone say, finally, Pastor. <laughs> Look at Genesis, and it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God and the daughters of men they were fear, and they took their wives of all that they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit will not strive with man, for he is also flesh, and yet as these shall be an hundred. You know, says, and they were giants on the earth. He says, So he says, The sons of God saw the daughters of men, and the sons of God refers to angels, supernatural beings. So now, it says that. Angels now had sexual intercourse with men. So what happened in this place, right? We just debunked that Second Corinthians 11, right? That that is not, we are, you are not covering your ear as a woman because of angels, right? <laughs> okay, so what happened here? We're going to look at it in the course of this series. Don't worry, just, 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 just hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So when he says in verse six, where he says, uh, before we get there, uh, before we, before 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 we ever come to that place, so now let's look at something. So, we said angels are ministering spirits, right? Angels are ministering spirits. Now another question is, can angels? Have, before we get here, I'm coming back to this Genesis six before we 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 we, we study something. So the two question is, can angels have sex? Can angels have kids? Because for them to have sex in this verse 6 means they might have kids. Now, these are big questions that are in the theological world that you're wondering, ah, what's our business with this? These are the reasons why some people are not going to church. <laughs> You'll be so amazed. <laughs> the reasons why people are not saved. So, can, those are questions we, we're going to ask ourselves. Because it's assumed in this story, in this Genesis verse 6, that angels had sex and they gave birth to men and just are the giants. And it's true. It's true, actually. Because I'm going to teach you and explain it today. Now, so the question, before we get there, <laughs> I don't know if you're ready for Bible study this evening. If you're ready, let me see your head. <laughs> I'm going to tax your brain so much this evening. Alright. Now, so before we get there, don't forget, it's assumed in, so now, if you see in verse 4, you see in that Genesis, there were giants in the earth in those days. After that, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men and bear children for them. So, angels had children. And we said, We are in Zion. <laughs> so, I say, Ah, am I in Zion? So, I say, I knew it. I married an angel. Really? <laughs> Hallelujah. And we said we are in Zion, the city of innumerable companies. We can't even count them. So, we don't even know who is coming to marry me in the next week. 
So they tell God I cannot marry. I don't even want to marry you. I just want an angel to come and marry me now. <laughs> we want to look at that this evening. Hallelujah. Are you ready for study? <laughs> All right. So before we come back here to answer this question, we'll first do some some quick work. Uh, we'll, we'll travel around. Look at let, let, before we let's travel around to Jude. Let's go to Jude. Let's look at something in Jude. When in that Genesis, before just 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 to clarify something, in that Genesis six verse one, where it says, and the the go back to that Genesis six before I just want I'm just very particular about you understanding the scriptures properly. Are you getting what I'm saying? In that Genesis six verse one, when it says, um, no, when it's in verse three, when it says, my spirit shall not strive with man, for he is also flesh, and yet is this shall be hundred and twenty years. It just simply means the long suffering of God. It doesn't mean that God stop the years of man to be 120 years because Noah has lived more than 120. It just simply means that after 120 years, the flood will happen. Are you getting what I'm saying? From this verse. Does that make sense? Uh, so it doesn't mean that uh, God just stopped. So was it, the reason why people are not living long today is because God just cut short man's age, man's, uh, age to be 120. Noah still lived longer than 120. A whole lot of these guys live longer. After this event, are you getting what I'm saying? All right, so back to let's so let's travel around, right? Jude one. Let's look at Jude one. There's Jude, sorry, Jude five, Jude five and six. That's how they call it. They don't say, uh, they don't say uh, Jude um, Jude five verse six, Jude five and six, or Jude six. Let's look at Jude six, where it says, and the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation. He had reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. So it is assumed in this story that the devil was, or was reserved for judgment. Because you must understand something that the devil too was an angel. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, look at in Matthew 25 verse 41. Matthew 25 verse 41. So now, is the devil in... See, look at in that. Look at in this Jude six that we read. Though it says, "And the angels which kept not their faces, they but let their habitation where reserved in everlasting chains under darkness, and even the judgment of the great day." Now, so the devil was reserved for judgment. Look at in Matthew twenty-five, Matthew twenty-five, verse forty-one. Matthew twenty-five, verse forty-one. He says, and he said unto them, on the left hand, depart ye from me, ye cast into the everlasting fire, prepare for the devil, and what? His angels. Matthew 25, verse 41, it says, prepare for the devil and his angels. Don't forget, we, we also looked at something in John 12, where it says, the prince of this world will be judged, right? Now, look at also how Peter said it. Look at Peter, in 2 Peter 2, verse 4. So, no one is in hell presently. You must understand that thing, that no one is in hell. The state, they are just in a state of darkness, like saying they are marked for darkness. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the devil and his angels are not in hell presently. That is why, look at, look at how Peter explained it in 2 Peter 2 verse 4. 2 Peter 2 4. 2 Peter 2 4. He says, For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down into hell and deliver them into chains of darkness to be what? 
to be what? To be reserved into judgment. So that thing you say, ah, can't the devil just repent? He is already condemned and reserved into judgment. Am I bringing clarity to your heart? So, but is he in hell? No, he's not yet in hell. But that is going to be his eventual destination. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, they, so, there's no, so there is no one in hell presently. The state, they are just in the state of darkness. That what, is, what does state of darkness mean? Tartarus, without light. That is obscurity. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, they are marked for it. It's like saying, it's like saying you receive a COVID vaccine. And you are vaccinated for life. You know, this, this COVID vaccine doesn't mean you are really vaccinated for life. Or it's just like there's something that they do for us when we're younger and they put, is it polio? All these uh, mis- uh, polios, eh? For chick- no, not chicken post. I mean, this thing, I just have uh, polio. They put polio on your body and you are marked for life. Are you getting what I'm saying? In fact, you will see some tribes of some country, they will. They will cut their, <laughs> I think it's Sister Roque's tribe. They will cut their, oh, yes, Oshuna. They will, they will cut their, <laughs> they, will, they will cut their nose like this. Their ears, uh, <laughs> and they will, they are, so are you getting what I'm saying? It just simply means they are marked. They are in outer that. So that thing you say, can't the devil just repent? Just this, those stupid wishful thinking you used to think at home when you are younger. Always, ah, just, this devil can't it better move on. <laughs> he is marked for darkness. Are you getting me? He has been reserved. It's like saying, ah, I know my eventual. I remember uh, I heard Makaki say a story one day. He said, When the devil reminds you of your past. No, I, I think I heard my pastor say it. Then I think I heard Makaki say, He said, When did the devil remind you of your past? Remind him of his future. That's it, bro. <laughs> That's where you are. You, you are going somewhere. Me, that place you are going, I'm not going there. <laughs> you get to what I'm saying. So he's marked and reserved for it. Does that mean that? So there is no, it's like saying no turning back. He already has his own judgment. Uh, is, is this clear to somebody? Uh, is this clear? Because it's an angel, you have to see him. So they are, look at how, look at, look at how, look at how the demons spoke in in Matthew, Matthew 8. Go to Matthew 8. Let's see how the demons let, let's see how the demons spoke. Oh boy, you go to this church, you're gonna love Bible study. Amen. <laughs> All right, look at the Matthew 8, verse 29. You should be there. Matthew 8, 29. Look at what the demon said. He said, Behold, they cried. Now, before then, look at the verse 28. He says, When he come out into the other side of the country of the Gesenesis, uh, I don't know. They met him two possessed with the devils, coming out of the tomb, exceeding fire, so that no man, so that no man passed by that way. In verse 29, and behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, the Son of God? Are thou theta come to torment us? Look at what they say, before the time. So that means they know that there is a certain time they are going to be judged. So are, you, are you seeing it, guys? So you see the legality of why they do their work. Same way you two, you are busy preaching the gospel. Same way you two, you are busy day two are after finishing their work before time. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? So, are you, so, there is a time that will happen and that's not now. So, he's talking, so when you read uh, all of those scriptures I just showed you, he's talking about the state of being of this creation. They are being marked for judgment. They have been referred to for judgment. So, 
the devil and his angels, because his demons, his cohorts, his angels, have been marked for judgment. So there is no redemption anymore for them. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why the demons say, ah, have you come to torment us before the time? Because So that means, are you seeing it now? That means they know there is a time. And that time is not yet now. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that wishful thinking you always have. Ah, can't the devil just <laughs> repent and just, you know, God is, God is, but God is merciful. He has been condemned. He has been marked for it. So there's no turning back. Are you seeing it? Are you seeing it, guys? Is this bringing clarity to your heart? So you know how you can fight very well. <laughs> Gotta fight the war. There's no turning back. <laughs> so now look at something. So now back to back to so now angels never pre-existed before creation. Another thing you must note. Angels never pre-existed before creation. Now, because a lot of people used to think that angels pre-existed before creation. If they pre-existed before cre- creation, then they are God. The only person who pre-existed before creation is God. All those myths of the way in choir, everybody, everybody was singing choir, and God was like saying, why? Why are you singing? The way you see his voice is so good that everybody say, that's why he's in the entertainment industry. So even the devil was the lead choir. This and that. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a myth. If they existed then, then they are God. The only body who existed before time and creation is God. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's God. So how did Adam, how did, how did, how did, how did Lucifer or the devil fall? Romans 5 verse 15. For by one man sin entered into the world. So sin entered into the world through one man. That is the sin of Adam or the sin of Satan is in identification with the sin of Adam. The sin of Satan is in identification with the sin of Satan. That's why you read in Hebrews 1.14, are they not ministering spirits sent forth to minister to men? So if you know their roles, if you know their functions, you will know that these guys were meant to minister to man. Are you getting what I'm saying? So their fall was in conjunction with it. Even look at it in, in um, John 8 verse 44. Let's look at something in John 8 verse 44. John 8 verse 44. Let me show you something there. <clears throat> <clears throat> Look at it. It says, You are of your father the devil, and the loss of your father who will do. It says, For he was a murderer from where? The beginning. The beginning we mean Genesis. He did not pre exist before time. From murder from the way. And abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. So when he says, From the beginning, it simply means it never pre-existed before time, before creation. So all those myths of there was a time, heaven was raining and the whole heaven was just there moving on its own. And God was just looking at the whole head like this. And everybody was just singing for God. And God was just tired of angels. And God said, let us not create man. No. <laughs> That's just a myth. So he was made in Genesis. Look at John 1 verse 1. Look out John 1 verse 1. John 1 1. 
John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Look at verse 3, let's read together. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything that was made. So everything was made in the beginning. Everything was made in the beginning. So Satan, because now a lot of people need to understand. So God is God. In see, see, let me tell you something. God does not need. I told you last week. God does not need that help. He is God. So Satan. So now listen to me carefully, everybody, and watch me. Satan's enmity is man, not God. Satan's enmity is man. He can't dare it. How was it? Do you think, do you think Satan is jealous of God? Does he even have the mindset to think of him being jealous of God? What do you, what do you think you are dealing with? <laughs> Satan's enmity is man. You must get that very clear. Satan's enmity. See, someone say, God wants to, uh, Satan is tempting God. What do you think God is? <laughs> Didn't God ask that time? Uh, so it's like say you created robot and you're wondering what are you doing? You created something and you're wondering what are you doing? His only enmity is man. You must understand it. Satan's fight is not towards God, though. He's man. So there was no pre-beginning, you know. All those Dick's theory or theories that exist, there was, a, there was a hair before the beginning. There was no pre-beginning. Only God existed before time. Are you learning, are you hearing what I'm saying? Because God is not even tempted. He says, he cannot be tempted. So he's not looking at Satan and be tempted with the devil and say, Satan is on the left hand, uh, God is on the right hand, all those things. No. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? So, is it making sense? Is it making sense? All right. I'm still coming back to my Genesis 6. I'm still coming back. We are just going around to understand certain things. You know, we, we ask the question. We say, can, sit, can angels have sex? Can angels have children? We, we, we ask that question. And we, because of the Genesis 6 theory that we need to understand properly, we are still keeping that somewhere. Then we want to go around and come back. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, we, like we said, there's no pre-beginning. We said Satan has been judged. Satan has been marked, right? We said Satan was created in the beginning, right? All that means now. So, that means all the angels were created in the beginning. Okay, let me show you. Let me show you something. Genesis 2 verse 1. Let me show you. Genesis 2 verse 1. And the heavens and the earth were finished. And what? Look at it. And what? All the what? Host of them. That word host means angels, supernatural beings. So they were created where? In the beginning. Are you seeing it? Are you seeing it, guys? All right. So now, another thing you must understand is that the natures or the way, don't forget, we are still going to answer a question, but we are coming to that issue of Genesis 6 because Genesis 6 is like an average of a plan that was interrupted, a rebellion. It was not supposed to be. So now, the way God designed angels is such that they cannot reproduce because he has created them in their multitudes from the beginning. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? That is why he says in Hebrews 12 verse 22, we have come to Zion, the city of the living God, the innumerable company of angels. Why? See now, let me tell you something. If you look at the Genesis principle, there's, a, there's something called the Genesis principle in the study of the Bible. If you notice every creation that God created in the Bible, in Genesis 1, the Bible says that they will reproduce after his kind. How I many of you saw that? They will reproduce after his kind, including even man. If I can walk you through Genesis 1, you will see they will reproduce. Even animals reproduce after their kinds. Trees, different things. Ah, but angels were never mentioned for reproduction. So they were created all at once. Are you seeing it? Are you seeing it, guys? So they were created all at once. They were never mentioned in the Genesis principle for reproduction. So they cannot reproduce themselves. They cannot reproduce themselves. So they cannot reproduce themselves. So people can, so now, they were created only once. When I mean once, I mean once. Look at Job 1 verse 6. Look at Job. Job 1 verse 6. Look at Job 1 verse 6. Job 1 verse 6. Are you there? Are you learning something? Job 1 6, it says, Now, when there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. In Acts in verse 7, in Acts says, and Satan answered the Lord, saying, in Acts and Satan answered the Lord, saying, I was walking up and down in it. I was walking up and down from it. Now, so, angels, sons of God in the Old Testament, are terms for angels. And I'm coming there very soon. When I start explaining the Genesis 6, I'm going to explain it for you. What the sons of God means. When you see certain description, when you see the appearances of certain things, you will see that they are described as sons of God. Look at even in Job 38. Look at Job 38, verse 4 to 7. Job 38. Job 38, verse 4 to 7. Job 38, verse 4 to 7. He says, where has thou, where was thou? Now, this is a conversation. He said, where was thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if thou had understanding. Who had made the measures thereof, and thou knowest? Or who has stretched the lines on it? He says, wherefore from the foundations thereof? Who laid the corner? He says, when the morning stars, that's supernatural beings, angels, sang together, and all the sons of God, are you saying supernatural beings, shouted for joy? So when you see the word stars, morning stars, and all those things, they shouted for joy. So they've been created from the beginning. So the term sons of God, morning stars, supernatural beings, uh, they are, they are terms for supernatural beings and angels and all of those things. Now look at in Daniel, Daniel 3.25. Are you learning something? These are, these are teachings and conversations that a whole lot of people shy away from. 
And you just say, you have angel, you have angel, you have one personal bodyguard moving around you. <laughs> let's, let's study it. <laughs> Daniel 3, 25. He says, and he answered and said, lo, I see four men. I've ever heard that thing. The fourth man in the fire. <laughs> there was a teacher that traded the body of God many years ago. The fourth man in the fire. I see the man. So even in, the, even in your fire, the Lord Jesus is with you there. <laughs> so he said, he answered and said, Lo, I see the four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no heart. And the fourth was like. He says, was like. That's a description. When you see the word like. So when he says like the Son of God, now some of you would think that's Jesus. No, that's an angel. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So angels were called sons of God in the Old Testament because of their appearance. So the Old Testament writers, let me explain. Look at me, guys. The Old Testament writers, because of the way and the knowledge they had, don't forget, the, the, this is the Near Eastern culture, the Near Eastern Jewish culture, such that once they see any mystical beings, they just call it God. The Elohim. And we are coming there. So once they see an appearance, they say, ah, that's the son of God. That's the son of God. So now, so every appearance, angels were called sons of God. Morning stars, supernatural beings, they were given names based on their appearance. So now, when we look at that Genesis 6 issue, we're going to study what really happened carefully. Are you getting what I'm saying? So now, before we get there, I want to show you something. That angels, the way they were designed, the way and the manner they were designed. So it's just like man now. Man was designed to reproduce, right? Man was created to reproduce, right? Now, so can a man decide not to have child? He can, right? It's it's the function of his own choice, right? But he was actually designed to reproduce, right? Same way, angels were never designed to reproduce. Never. They were never designed to reproduce. Are you getting what I'm saying? Angels were never. They don't even have, the the capacity to reproduce was not in them. So back to that, so so angels were called sons of God in the Old Testament, like I said, based on their, in fact, even Adam. Do you know the Bible called Adam son of God? Look at Luke 3, let me just give you this for your knowledge, just for knowledge, not, Luke 3, 38. Look at Luke 3, 38, because we can easily wipe that one out and say, no, you are not son of God, though. (laughs) <laughs> look at Luke 3 verse 38 Luke 3 38 it says which was son of Enos and the son of Seth and the son of Adam which was what the son of God but you and I know that the only son of God is Jesus he is not the son of God we can easily wipe that one out God's only son is Jesus Christ so now back to what we're saying so angels never they don't have the capacity to reproduce that's not what they are designed and their fashion is like. So angels were never symbolic. And also, you must also understand, angels were never symbolic of Jesus. Never you think that where they mention angels, that's Jesus in the scripture. No. That is why the writer of Hebrews 1 made us to understand. Go back to Hebrews 1. Because a lot of people read the scripture and say, hmm, son of God, that's Jesus. Hmm. Where they see, where they see, say, that's Jesus. Jesus is separate. That's why it says, God who at in sundry times and in diverse manners spoke in type as a prophet, as it is like this. It says, being, look at what it says, who in the brightness of his glory and the empress of upholding all things by his word of his power, when he sat down and poured his sins 
Asada at his right hand at majesty, being so much better than the angels, he has made an ex, he has by heritage obtained an excellent name. In other words, for unto which of the angels I see at any time, say, That's my son. Are you seeing? So there is a big comparison in the scripture between angels and Christ. So angels, so they were only servants. They were only servants. Let me show you something in Acts 7. Acts 7 verse 53. 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 It says, who have received the law by what? The disposition of what? Angels are not kept it. So who gave the law? Who were the people that gave the law in the Old Testament? Angels. Are you seeing it? Okay. So angels were giving their appearances. Angels were giving their appearances in the scriptures. So they never multiplied. They, they were not meant to be multiplied because they've been created once. So don't think that angels give birth to another baby angel. <laughs> so say, yeah, yeah, my baby angel. What's that? <laughs> so say, baby angel came to meet me today. The, baby, the angel is so small. <laughs> no, he said, this was just born two days ago. He's still learning the work of an angel. <laughs> He's still growing in his angelic form. No. <laughs> are you going to... They are never... Okay, now look at how Jesus answered this. Look at that. So the angels... They are not meant to multiply. They are not. Because if they were meant to multiply, we would have seen it in where? In the Genesis principle where Jesus said, you will reproduce, right? Are you seeing it? So they've been created what? Once. Is it making sense, guys? Is it making sense? Okay. Look at it in Matthew 22. Are you enjoying this? Yeah, you have to. <laughs> Look at Matthew 22. Let's look at the question that they asked the Pharisee. Let's look at the Pharisee, the question that the Pharisee asked uh, uh, Jesus. He says the same day, verse 23, Matthew 22, verse 23. He says the same day came to him, the same day came to, the same day came to him, the Sadducees, which said that there is no resurrection and asked him. And I said, same, Master, Moses said, if a brother die, having no children, his brother shall marry his wife and raise up his seed from his, unto his brother. In verse 25. Now, there were with us seven brethren. And first, he had married a wife and deceased and having no issue, left his wife unto his brother. Likewise, the second also unto the third and unto the seventh. So seven men married one woman. <laughs> and the last of the woman died also. They now asked him a question. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife shall be of the seven for the all other? This is true now. Everybody will say, This is my wife. <laughs> of all the resurrection, everybody will say, ah, This is my wife. <laughs> and Jesus has said, You do her, not knowing the scriptures, not the power of God. This is for in the resurrection. Neither I, it says, They neither marry or nor giving in marriage, but what? Uh, as the angels of God in heaven. Are you seeing that? So, are angels supposed to marry? Are you seeing it? Now, somebody say, what of the... Jesus just answered this question. 
as touching angels my so say so that means I'm not going to marry a never aware we'll study it later we'll look at it later <laughs> say, ah. so whatever my want to marry I should better marry now <laughs> because upon the resurrection <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? It is Jesus. So, Jesus told them that you'll be like angels. So, are you saying that the state of angels now, the way they were designed, they were not meant to marry. They were not meant to have children. Are you seeing it now? Okay. Now, so look at it. First, let me show you something in 1 Corinthians 15. So, say, ah, so, why did they now? Let me show you another state of angels too. Which they are not supposed to do. First Corinthians 15. First Corinthians 15. First Corinthians 15. See from verse. Let's see from verse 39. First Corinthians 15, verse 39. Since all flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of beasts, another flesh of fish, another flesh of birds. But there are also celestial bodies, celestial bodies, and bodies terrestrial. But the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. And that says the glory of the sun, and the glory of the moon, and the glory of another star are different from one another star in their glory. We'll study all of these things later, and not, not today. But it's just showing you the, the combination of how does a celestial body form with a natural body. Are you getting what I'm saying? How does a uh, celestial body form with a natural body and that's still the issue we are still settling we're still going to settle so say, ah, when are we settling this issue can it just have sex can it just give me <laughs> when are we we are going to settle it today don't worry just calm down so i'm just walking you through all of these things so now so you already understand this now in in um so angels can never multiply they were not they were not meant to multiply so don't expect that once you just say you know they're gonna pop babies because now you're in Zion. The only people in Zion that is giving birth is you. <laughs> you know, we are studying our... You know, let me tell you something. Do you know what we're doing? Look at how I started this here. We looked at Zion, right? And I told you we are in Zion. So you know what we are doing? We are studying our family. Are you, we are studying our throne, our kingdom. How we can mingle around our kingdom. So that that way... You know, when you have... It's just like saying... You are called to be the president. Of, it's just like I remember I watched this show, um, um, Designated Survival. I remember I watched that show. And you see, that guy was not supposed to even be the president. They just he just landed on him. So you have to learn all the things that they do in the White House. That's what we are doing. We are learning what is sit in our kingdom. So that they are our authority. How we just know is we are Israel, we are believers, we have authority. But we don't know how, what is, what exactly is it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you, are you, uh, alright. So, because only flesh and flesh can reproduce. Only flesh and flesh. You see, even what Psalm 127 verse, Psalm 127, see, a lot of people used to say Satan, let's debunk this thing. Some people used to say Satan gives me child. Have you ever heard that thing before? This is Satan gave child. They say, ah, it's from the spirit child. Though. It's spirit, spirit. It's the devil. I went to do one incarnation, one, the one concussion. The one, I went to one Habal, it's a traditional worshiper. Or I went to a voodoo priest or something, and they just did one concussion. 
And that's how I gave birth to you, we too. After you did the voodoo priest, did you not go back to your husband? So who now gave birth to who? <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Psalm 127 verse, verse, um, verse 3 to 5. The fruit of the womb is God's reward. It's God that gives it. Look at, look at what else the psalmist said it. Psalm 127. Psalm 127. Verse 3 to 5. It says, look at what it says. It says, look at what it says in verse 3. Lord, children are inherited of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is what? Is reward. It's God. Only flesh and blood can produce, not spirit and blood. Are you getting what Only flesh and blood can reproduce. Angels, they are not designed to reproduce. That's why when it says the little lower, are you seeing our own disadvantage? Are you seeing our own little lower? Our own little lower, we can reproduce. They are higher. <laughs> they cannot reproduce. <laughs> so it's not a disadvantage, it's an advantage. They are not fruitful, they cannot multiply. Only us, only we human beings can multiply. That's the way God designed it. So angels are ministering spirits. They are designed to minister. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying, guys? Are you seeing it? So now, let's go back to our Genesis before we finish today. Let's first sort it, sort that Genesis that we'll look at other aspects of angels. Are you getting what I'm saying? So what happened in Genesis 6? Let's go back to Genesis 6. So what happened? So we said they cannot reproduce. They are not designed to reproduce. The fruit. So the devil does not give it. Wait, before we get there, the devil does not give anybody child though. All those things you used to watch in movies and say, it's the devil that gave me child. You know, that thing has, has affected a whole lot of people. Such that, so we will say, um, my mother told me that I was born of the devil. That is a marine spirit that gave me. Can a marine, after they do the marine spirit concussion, the man and the woman will still have sex and have children. That is it. Am I joking? Am I right? So who now gave birth? God is the one that produced children. Not a devil. The devil cannot produce you. He doesn't know how, he's impotent. He's an angel now. He is not meant to reproduce. He cannot. Are you seeing it? He, the, <laughs> the devil is that impotent. He cannot reproduce. He cannot give anybody child. Are you seeing it? Because he's an angel. He's not designed that way. He would it today. So he's just looking at you like, wow. <laughs> I think that's what I'm saying. They are ministries that are sent to. They are sent to minister, right? So now, same way. It's just like, um, so now back to our Genesis 6 issue. What happened in Genesis 6 that, and it's a vital study that we need to study. In Genesis 6 verse 1, it says it came to pass when the men, and you must understand that this is rebellion. Number one first thing you must understand in Genesis 6 is rebellion. And it came to pass when the face, when men began to multiply on the face of it, and the daughters were born unto them, and the sons of God. What did we say? Sons of God are angels, right? And the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them as wives. Which wives of all which they chose? That is, they say, mm, "You're fine, come in." <laughs> And the Lord said, 
My spirit will not strive with man, for his for he that is flesh, and his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. And there were giants on the earth in those days, and also after, when the sons of God came in to the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, and they became mighty men, which were hold men of renown. And God saw the wickedness and all of those things that was great on the earth, and the thought of art, and the thoughts, and the imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Are you seeing it? All right now. So let's start something. We said the sons of God, that was sons of God now, is from the Hebrew word Beni Elohim. Ben, ben Elohim. And it occurs five times in the Old Testament. Five times in the Old Testament. I would just, um, today is not a um, Bible seminar. So I would just, uh, I wanted to do grammatical analysis where we break down everything, but. So I said, Pastor, don't you don't worry, don't worry. Just, just, we already know who AJS is. Just, just summarize. <laughs> no, don't worry. <laughs> so let's do contextual analysis instead of grammatical analysis. <laughs> I wish, I, I'm, I remember I started doing that with teach. We do grammatical analysis, we do contextual analysis. I remember I will that. I said, I know. I say, I, I never noticed until today. <laughs> So we do contextual analysis, we do grammatical. Grammatical analysis is where we pick the word one by one and we explain it. Contextual analysis is always, eh? <laughs> wow. <laughs> what was it? Son of God, we explain. Multiply, we explain. That's grammatical analysis. Are you seeing it? When we say contextual analysis, we will now look at the statement, the entire verses. So see, and I've been in this church for years. <laughs> all right, contextual, I will explain all of those things to you. So that there are two personalities involved, the sons of God and the daughters of men, right? Now, look at in Job 1 verse 6. Go back there. It says, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan was among them. Are you seeing it? Satan was among them. Look at Job 2 verse 1. Job 2 1. Look at it. I'll wait for you to be there. Job 2.1. Please, you have to be fast. My time is running. Job 2.1. It says, and again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And what happened? Satan also came to present himself before the Lord. So that means the sons of God were present before God. And Satan was mentioned to be among the sons of God. So I used that Satan was an angel. Are you seeing it? Sent forth to minister. So that means, now, who is Satan? What does that word Satan means? Is the Hebrew, the Hebrew word Satan implies an adversary. It's, it's a descriptive term. It doesn't mean, when we say Satan, it's, it's like saying a personality. It's not saying a person. Now you get to what I'm saying. It's, and that personality means this is an adversary. So now, in the context of his usage, look at in that Job 1 verse 6. It says the Lord said to in verse 7, it says the Lord said unto Satan, For where has that come in? And Satan answered unto the Lord, From to and fro the walking down. And the Lord said to Satan, As thou considered my servant Job, there is not like him, a perfect and upright man. Which the look at that face. It says, From going to and fro. Remember, if you study the glory of the later house with us, we looked at angels and we said they are descending and ascending, right? So now, that is a descriptive. That describes that it is supernatural. Only angels can move, at, uh, ascend and descend. Can go to and fro. You can't go to and fro the earth. You don't have the power. If you walk even on treadmill, your leg will pay you. 
No, not dog of walking the whole head. <laughs> so Satan is referred to as a supernatural being. Now look at in Job 2, verse 2. He says, The Lord said unto Satan, From where has that come? And Satan answered, From going to an edge. So Satan now, like I said, is referred to as what? A supernatural being. So we can say the phrase sons of God is applied as a description of supernatural beings. Are you seeing it now? Now, so Satan refers to supernatural beings in context. Now, go to Job, 37, Job 38, verse 7. Job 38, verse 7. Job 38, verse 7. Job 38, verse 7. He says, When the morning stars sang, right? Sang together, and all the what? Sons of God what? Shouted for joy. Now, the reference here is a set or group of people that sang together and shouted for joy. So, these beings are called morning stars. Sons of God. I'm going to teach you supernatural work context. So, you pay attention now. <laughs> so, now, that stars is implied as supernatural beings. So, when you see the Lord created the stars, the moon, all of those things. We're going to study that thing later. When we start, when we start, when we start in context studying the supernatural world. So, do I refer to as supernatural or gods, small letter G in scriptures? Same with sun, moon, all of those things. That's why you will see the Psalm of David in Psalm 29, verse 1. It says, Give me, it says, Give me, Lord, O ye mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Look at in Psalm. 82. I'm sure many of you have quoted this scripture and say, I am God. I am God. I am God. Okay, look at it. Look at Psalm 82, verse 6. So, if you, if you check the Septuagint, this, what is the Septuagint? Septuagint is the Greek translation of the Hebrew Bible. So, we can safely say the Hebrew Bible translated into Greek, then translated into English. Are you seeing it? So we can simply say Jesus' Bible was the Septuagint because it was translated from the Hebrew to the Greek. If you see in the Septuagint, they wrote, um, sons, in this place now where it says, ye are gods, I have said, some it says, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. That in the Septuagint, it says, sons of the Elohim, ye are gods, and ye are children of the Most High. In verse 1, he says, God standing in the congregation of the mighty and judged among the gods. So when you see the word gods, congregation of the mighty, he's talking about supernatural beings. Are you seeing it? Are you following me, guys? Now, so when he says mighty, mighty in the Hebrew is from the word El. Just the same word like God, Elohim, E-L-L, which refers to gods, supernatural beings. Now, when you use the word congregation, congregation is from the Hebrew word Eda, E-D-A-H. And it refers to an assembly, a company that is, look at, look at me guys. That is, it's like saying, God stands here now in this pulpit and is talking to the all of the supernatural beings, the company of them. Are you getting what I'm saying? Those can be characterized into angels. Sun, stars, moon. So they were called descriptive names. Mighty gods in the scripture. Look at it. That's Psalm 82 verse 1. Now it says, God standed in the congregation of the mighty. Right? Right? See it now. And he what? Judged among what? The gods. The gods we mean supernatural beings now, right? So can it be, you know, you used to think that gods means evil people. <laughs> Are you seeing it? He cannot be judging evil people now. He doesn't have their time. 
is not in their kingdom. Are you seeing it? You used to think you know, when there's a small letter G. Demon. No. He says, God standing in the congregation of the mighty. So when he said, so when Moses said, Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Are you seeing the Hebrews one thing that who has he said among the angels to sit at his right hands? Are you seeing, are you seeing the are you seeing the comparison? So when he said, when Moses sang that song after the after the religion, he said, Who is like unto thee? Oh Lord, among the gods. So can we say the supernatural beings? Angels, stars, stars, moons, mighty, small gods. Are you, are you hearing me? All right, now follow. So now, the writer made us to understand that there is an, there is an assembly. So when he says, we have come to Zion, follow me. The city of the living God, the innumerable company of, of angels. So, can they be the congregation of the mighty? Now, go, let's go back to that. Put your hands there. Go to Hebrews 12 quickly. When he says, we have come to Zion, the general assembly, look at how he used it. To the general assembly. Can we say the congregation? Are you seeing it? So, what's the general assembly? So, he says, to the general assembly of the church of the firstborn, right, which are written in heaven, and to the God of the judge of all, and to the spirit of the just men, what? Made what? Perfect. In verse 24. Are you seeing it, guys? It says the general assembly. So that means there is a company, right? There is an assembly. The company of spirits. Supernatural beings. So you see, when I told you that angels were born, they don't reproduce. They, they were created at once in their multitudes. So that's why when Jesus said that can't I have legions? Look at that word he used. So that means can't I just gather just at least millions of these people to come for me? Are you getting what I'm saying? Because they were created at once. Look at Psalm 89. Let me show you another one. So we said, Beni Elohim, right? Sons of God, Ben Elohim. Yeah. Right? All right, look at Psalm 89, verse 6. Are you understanding Bible study? <laughs> Psalm 89, verse 6. For who in heaven can be compared? Look at how they said it. Look at how they said it. For who in heaven can be what? Compared unto the Lord. They now use capital letter L, right? You see that question that brought God did ask that day. They now use capital letter L. So who will be the Lord in this in this context? God. Who can be compared unto the who among the what? Sons of the mighty can be what? Liking unto who? Are you seeing that they say the big comparison? There is God and there is the supernatural beings, the host of heavens, and the devil, the Lucifer. He also falls in that category. So are you see that he too is also a supernatural being. That's why he can move to and fro the earth. Are you seeing me, guys? Are you seeing me, guys? So when you use the word heaven, the word heaven there is from the word shamayim in the Hebrew. S H A M. A-Y-I-M. S-H-A-M. A-Y-I-M. Shamayim. It refers to an unseen world. The supernatural world. So the sons of the Almighty, Beni Elohim, can be compared. So that means, observe the phrase, there is assemblies of the saints, there is assemblies of the holy ones. So where is this holies of holies? Where is this? Uh, you, you see all of those things. And those things mean sons of God 
and they are called, they are also called saints, they are called the holy ones. Are you getting what I'm saying? So those things matter. So when you read the scriptures and you find all of those scriptures, let's go back to that, our Daniel 3. Let's go back to that, our Daniel 3. Daniel 3, where we read. Let's go to that Daniel 3, where we read. Daniel 3, verse 25. Don't forget, we are still trying to trace what happened in Genesis 6. So that's what, all these ones are still preamble. <laughs> so see, hey, I like preamble, I like preamble. Just in the preamble. <laughs> I remember enjoying this. Let me see. Who is confused? Everybody, nobody's confused? Everybody's understanding? Okay, cool, cool. All right, thank you. Look at the, look at the Daniel 3, verse 25. He says, then, look at what he says. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men, right, walking in the midst of the fire. He now says, and they have no hold, and they are described, right? And the form of the fort is like what? Can we say supernatural being? Right? That's bad. Which is correct. So that means the king was described as the fourth man in the fire, the son of God, and that's a description of supernatural being. Divine appearances. Let's look at host of heaven. First King 22, 19. Quickly, 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 quickly. That's not where we are going to. I'm just showing you all of these things to be clear. First Kings 22, 19. Many of you have attributed that thing and you say, who is like unto thee? Oh, among the gods you don't be thinking of. Evil spirits. <laughs> Let's get to First Kings 22, Quickly, quickly. He says, and he said, right? Are you there? He says, and he said, Yet thou, the word of the Lord, I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven. Remember, we looked at Genesis 2.1 where it says the host of heaven were created, right? So can we say the angels? Standing by him at his right and and his left. That place can be also be called a vision, actually, but he saw it. Look at Nehemiah 9, verse 6. So can we say that they are, so can we say the sons of God refers to supernatural beings who are also members of the supernatural assembly? So can we call that supernatural assembly the general assembly? Right? The holy ones, the saints, or the host of heaven? Can we say that? So let me say it again. The phrase sons of God refers to the supernatural beings who are members of the supernatural assembly, holy ones, or host of heaven. Are you seeing it? Look at the Nehemiah 9 verse 6. Nehemiah 9 6. Nehemiah 9 6. Quickly, 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 quickly. You should be there. He says, And even thou art Lord alone, and thou hast made the heaven, and the heavens of heavens. Are you seeing? These are things we will still study. Heavens of heavens. With their hosts, and the earth and all the things that are daring, and the sea and daring, and that preserved. So he has made and the host of every what worshipped thee. Are you seeing the angels there now? All right. Look at in Psalm 148, verse 2. Psalm 148, verse 2 to 5. It says, Praise ye all his angels, praise ye him all his hosts, praise ye him sun, moon, 
Praise him all the all the stars of light. Praise ye him heavens of heavens and ye waters that is above the Lord. He says, host ye heavens of heaven. And he now says, look at it verse um, look at in um, verse 2 where it says, praise him all his host. So when he says host now, can we say angel, supernatural being? So when we say host of heaven, that's it that people used to say host of heaven. You see there is not that thing. It is actually something. <laughs> see, the host of heavens are with me. Ah, you have to be both. So can, so can we say, now we have come to Zion, the city of the host of heaven. Can we say that? The host of heaven are with you. You are surrounded with host of heaven. See, see, we appreciate your salvation as we go. <laughs> I'm telling you. As you, you, will be, you, will, you will wake up every morning and say, I, I thank God I'm born again. Do you know what it means to be surrounded with body guy? There in your front, there in your back, there in your left, there in your center. Host, you know, they say, host of, they say host of heaven. I think the whole of heaven is following you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, so we've seen that, right? So now, don't forget our major deal. Let's go back to our Genesis 6. Let's go back there. Let's not, let's not, let's not lose, let's not lose where we are going to. <laughs> okay, now. So we said the sons of God typify supernatural beings, right? Or an assembly or company of supernatural beings. So when he says, when he says that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, right? Now, if you look at something in this, in, in if you look at something very carefully, now hope you know that sons of God cannot be understood or be they, they are not created. We studied that. They are not procreated. That is, it's not a human being that gave birth to the sons of God, the Beni Elohim. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Okay. It's God that created heaven and earth. God created man and put him in Adam and Eve. And the sons of God are described of supernatural, the host of heaven, and they were supposed to guard what is going on. Are you seeing it now? All right. So now, so when he says, so we can conclude that the first source of God is supernatural being, supernatural world, and they are not even human beings at all. Right? We said that now, right? So now, when he says, they looked, they saw the daughters of men. Daughters of men refers to the feminine gender of human. Feminine genders of men. In that sense, they saw the daughters of men that they were fair. That word fair is the Hebrew word tob, T-O-B. It means good. It means fine. It means pleasant or beautiful. So, the writer is narrating to us how supernatural... Now, look at it. We say supernatural beings are not even human beings. Look at it too. They are supernatural. They are angels. They are spirits. Right? Company, host of heaven. Right? Right, guys? Sons of God. Right? Okay. And they now saw daughters of men that were fair, beautiful. They look at it, they say, something. They say ah, ah, Miss World. So, ah, this one is beautiful. Miss USA. Or Miss Supernatural Community Church. <laughs> it could never happen. <laughs> they took them wives. When they say took them wives of all, that word took them wives is a standard phrase for sexual intercourse. In the scriptures, 
It says they took them wives. Now, let me show you, let me, let me, let me show you references. Quickly, quickly, Genesis 38, verse 2. We are looking at that took them wives. So say, we know. We, so say, we. <laughs> Genesis 38, verse 2. It says, And Judah saw that there was a daughter of a certain Canaanite, and her name was Shua. And he took her and went what? Into her. You see? Look at Leviticus 18, 17. Leviticus 18, 17. Leviticus 18, 17. It says, Thou, it says, Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of a woman and her daughter, neither shalt thou take her son's daughter and her daughter's daughter to uncover her nakedness, for they are near their king's wife, and as is, it is wickedness. Look at in um, Leviticus 20, verse 17. Leviticus 20, 17. It says, And if a man shall take his sister and his father's daughter or his mother's daughter and see her nakedness and she sees nakedness is a wicked thing and they shall be cut off from the side of the people and he uncovered his sister's nakedness and shall bear iniquity so now therefore we looked at something the account was specifically that the sons of god are sexual intercourse with the daughters of men that is human beings in other words it is about how supernatural beings had sexual relations with human, with women. And you and I, we are studying in this series. Angels, that we are in Zion. Abi, we are studying and we are saying, angels cannot reproduce. Angels cannot do this. How did this happen? Since all the occurrences of the face of sons of God were regarded to supernatural beings, we've seen that these guys are really... One of the things I want you to understand is that these guys... They are supernatural beings. They are not human. They don't have flesh and blood. That's something I want you to understand. And the law of Genesis is that only flesh and blood, right, can reprocreate, can even have sex. Right, guys? Okay. Look at verse 3. We've settled the fact that the spirits now <laughs> saw daughters of men and took them, right? He now says, and the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man, for he is also flesh. That word strive is the Hebrew word din, V-I-N. It just simply means my breath will not reside in humans for long. It's just a context of God's habitation with man. It's just like, it's, it's just stating a plan, it's just stating that there has been no prior account to this event, that this is wickedness to take the sons of man that's why I showed you in that Leviticus 20 verse 17, Leviticus um, 18 verse 17, that this thing is wickedness, it's an abomination. It's like, say, ah! You know that they say, this is an abomination, you have committed treason and felony. <laughs> so look at what now happened, look at the result. So they gave birth to man, right? They took men, and look at what happened. They were now giants on earth. Let me explain giants for you. That word giant is from the Hebrew word Nephilim. I mean, if you have heard that word Nephilim, all those Nephilim, that's the way they got that word from, Nephilims. And people used to think they are angels. You say, Nephilim, Sherebrum and Nephilim, Sherebrum and Seraphims, Nephilims. Uh, uh, uh. We would look at Sherebrum and Seraphim later. We are looking at Nephilims now. That word giant is the word Nephilim, and it's derived from the word Napao. Now, 
Look at something. And that word, napao, and it's derived from that Hebrew word, napao. I will skip you, I will save you that details when we are studying power. And that word, nephilim, just simply means falling ones. It means fall. Falling ones. Let me show you that napao. Genesis 2.21. Genesis 2.21. It says, and the Lord caused the deeply to fall. That's napao. N-A-P. N-A-P-H-A-L, Napal, fall. You see it in Genesis 43, verse 18, where it says, fall upon us. Are you seeing it? So the word Nephilim simply means what? Falling ones. And it was used twice. It occurs twice in the Old Testament. Now look at it in Numbers 33. Numbers 13, sorry. Numbers 13, verse 33. Who is still here? We are looking at what happened though, right? Because we are still looking at New Testament ministry of angels though. Like I said, are we still going to title this series New Testament Image of Ages now? <laughs> well, we will leave it like that. <laughs> or maybe, I don't know. But this has to be settled. Because if it's not settled, you will, you will keep wondering, eh, I know angels, but what happened in this verse? I want, you to, I want this thing to be so clear to you that when people ask you the questions, you won't take away the fact. Let me tell you something. I've told you something in scriptures. Never be afraid of the consequence of Bible interpretation. Never. Some will say, no, 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 they did not have sense. They did. Do you want to stop it? <laughs> Spirit has sex with man. Or fine women, not just ordinary women. Fear, beautiful, pleasant, top. The daughters of men. <laughs> Look at Numbers 13, verse 33. It says, now when they saw the giants, the sons of Anna, which come to the giant, and they were in their own sight as grasshoppers, and they were in their sight. So now, the spies reported that the sons of Anak were described as nephilims, and nephilims is what? Giants. And it means what? Falling ones. You also see in the Taonomi. Now, the descriptions that these spies, this is the issue of that spy, when they say they should go and spy the land. And they came back and said, hey, we saw giants, the sons of Anak, which were come as giants. And, and we were, look at how they say, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. So they looked up, they saw a giant. They said, hey, we, <laughs> we are grasshoppers. Now, the way the, the, the giants are described were they, they came, they described, the spies described them as relatives to sons of Anak. That is now the sons of Anak. So they come from a lineage. So the sons of Anak were a bigger physique of the children of Israel. Now, let me give you, let me give you, let me bring it home. You know, Incredible Hawk, all those big giants in those movies, Incredible Hawk. Um, um, if you have watched Flash, you will see Gerard, all those. Big things. I, I don't watch all these Marvel movies too much. Uh, um, Orc, and that's the best I got. I wish I watched all these Marvel movies. I would have been able to explain most of this thing, most of this show for you. Eh? Thanos, all those big, FT huge, that their leg like this. Once they enter this place, this place might quick. <laughs> the, the upstairs and the downstairs can even quick just by their entrance here. That is exactly their description. Falling ones. So, you know, the children of Israel are like normal human beings looking at those ones like, yeah? 
<laughs> and these people who want to go and fight. <laughs> Are you seeing? And these people who want to go and fight. So look at it, Deuteronomy 9. Let me show you. <laughs> Let me show you something. Deuteronomy 9. Are you learning something, guys? Yeah. Look at Deuteronomy 9. <laughs> Deuteronomy 9, verse 1 to 2. It says, Yeah, O Israel, thou art passed over Jordan this day to go into the nation, to go into to go into possess nations greater and mightier than themselves. So you see. It says, cities great and fence up to heaven. It says, a people great and tall, the children of Anakims. Have you seen them now? It says, whom thou knowest and whom thou hast heard, say, who shall stand, who can stand before the children of Anak? So have you seen that? When, I, just to bring this home, have you seen that? The preaching of the gospel is really confrontational. The children of Israel have to deal with these guys. <laughs> we'll study that when we are, we are still looking at angels. Don't worry. <laughs> so they say, ah, Anakins. Now look at, look at the Taonomi 2. Look at the Taonomi 2, verse 10 to. Don't forget, we, we, we are looking at the giant. Oh. This, who are these giants? The people that, the, the, let me tell you something. The children that came out from the women that the sons of God slept with. <laughs> That's the giant. Now look at it. Look at it. Deuteronomy two, verse ten to eleven. And the enemies dwelt therein, in time past, a great, a people great and many and tall as the Anakims. Are you seeing it? Which were accounted as giants, and the Anakims, but the Moabites called them Emims. So you see that there was a time where in this earth, all this incredible work. Thing we're really on this end. All these incredible, all these Marvel movies you watched, we're really standing on this end. And how did they come in? Through that rebellion of angels. Remember, we saw it that angels were never meant to do that. They were not, Jesus told us that they were not designed to marriage, right? Right, guys? They were not supposed to be given to marriage, they were not even supposed to reproduce. Are you seeing it now? Now, there's somebody will say, what now happened? Just like every other creation of God, they had their will. They rebelled. <laughs> Are you seeing the consequence of their rebellion? They now gave birth to Anakims. Look at, look at in Joshua, Joshua 11. Joshua 11. We are still looking at these Anakims too now. So, when you see somebody like Goliath, are you seeing why the conquest of David and Goliath's story is very key? That's a giant. Are you seeing it, guys? Okay, I'm coming. We'll get there. Are you enjoying some? Are you enjoying Bible study? Joshua 11, verse 21 to 22. Joshua 11, verse 21 to 22. And it came to pass. And it came, and at that time, came Joshua to cut off. See, Joshua, see. Just, just to digress a bit, you will have to understand that when we say the weapons of our warfare is not really carnal, it's true, but they are, when Paul says, but they are towards to the pulling down struggle, anarchy should be on your mind. Are you seeing it? That incredible work, I can put these ones down. Just like David conquered Goliath. Is it making sense to you? Okay. 
We are, we are still we are still in the ministry of angels. <laughs> so he says, and at that time Joshua came to cut off Anakims from the mountains, from Ebros and Deborah and Anab and the mountains of Judah, and Joshua destroyed them utterly with their cities. And there was none of the Anakims left in the land of the children of Israel. Glory to God. It dis- Joshua, are, you saying, are you saying that Joshua really conquered? He destroyed all of them. This is from Genesis. Are you seeing the battles they, do, they have to face? Joshua destroyed all of them. You see why Joshua is synonymous to salvation? He defeated death and triumph. Ah, we'll study this later. <laughs> we'll, we'll, look at this, we'll look at this much later. So, back to our... I'm trying to stay on course. I'm trying not to degrade it to another subject. <laughs> but you are learning something, right? Yes, sir. It will make sense. I'm sure as you study on your own, you start looking at the dots. Oh, wow. So you see that Jesus was signaling to Joshua and all of those things. So what did Joshua really do that was very serious? Deal with them. So when he says, I've been spoiled principalities and power. <laughs> he made sure of them openly, triumphing over them. Go with God. Are you seeing it? Uh, so, so you see, it will make sense now. All right. So, is, 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 am, I, am, I, am I teaching good? Okay, okay. So, one important observation is to make is that that Anakims were not a people. They were not a nation because they cannot relate with everybody. <laughs> their food cannot sustain you. So, they formed their own nation. And their nation was now to oppose Israel, God's nation. So the essence of this will be examined. So why did they do that? So we said Nephilim are giants, right? And that means, the giants means, they describe the physique of these people, their nation, they are falling. So Anakims have been, so what are the Anakims? Anakims have been now identified in the scripture as men who fit into that giant. They now have their nation. So when, so when he now says, in those days, go back to that Genesis 6. When he says, in those days, so in those days means it refers to a 24 hours period. That is, it doesn't refer to a 24 hours period. It means a series of events, a series of things associated by events. So the writer is making us to understand that see, it's a process of time. In those days, when the daughters of men, so things were happening, and that was the rebellion of angels. So, and it happens. So when you see it those days, it just simply means, hey. So look at in Genesis 10. So we said the Nephilims, right? Falling ones, right? So we said, the, so we said the so we said that the giants on the earth in those days implied to as the sons of God, Rabbi, the sons of God slept with them, right? And it happened, and it happened proud to Noah's time. Are you seeing what was going on when Noah, the flood had to happen? Are you seeing it now? Is, is it making sense? The series of events that was happening. That Jesus was God, so Noah had to build the ark, all of those things. And so the writer therefore narrates a sexual relation that happened between the sons of God and the daughters of men. And they were called giants, I would say, they were called Nephilims. And also, the phrase mighty men refer to strong. Look at, look, uh, so the Nephilims, so they were described to as mighty. Nephilim, supernatural beings, as father and natural mothers. 
into, in today's world, they are called demigods. I don't know if I've heard that word before. Demigods, like all those um, Thanos, uh, eh? Hercules, demigods, Zeus, all those, you know, they were called demigods. So the Nephilims were described as mighty men and women. Look at in Genesis 10. So and this applied also, this applied to God and, hum, and human beings too. Look at, look at, look at in, look at, look at in Genesis 10, verse 8 to 9. Genesis 10, verse 8 to 9. It says, and caused brand new, and it began to be mighty one. Since our cause began Nimrod, and it began to be a mighty one on the earth. So, and it was a mighty author before the Lord. Wherefore, it is said, even as in Nimrod, the mighty author. So, Nimrod was described as a mighty one. Even God was described as the Almighty. So, when you see God described as the Almighty, imagine that kind of description, a bigger description. Are you seeing it now? So, now, that's why you see in Deuteronomy 10, verse 17. Deuteronomy 10, verse 17. Am I taking your time? Borrow me some few minutes. I'll be done. <laughs> Someone said, just be done. Deuteronomy 10, verse 17. It says, for the Lord your God. Right? For the Lord your God is the God of gods. Now you understand it now. And the Lord of lords. Is it making sense? Because there are other smaller lords too. <laughs> you see this? <laughs> a great God, a mighty and terrible wish regarded not person and, and take it or not take it reward. Mighty. Even a lion in Proverbs 30 verse 30, it was described to as the strongest animal in the beast. Strongest is the word that Gibram, which is also mighty and all of those things. And so now, we, we, so we said that they had sex with men and their offspring. Let's go back to that Genesis 6 quickly. And the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives for all that chose, and lost them, my spirit not sorry, and they were giants in the earth in those days. After that, when the sons of God came and came in to bear daughters of men, and the same became mighty, right? Men which were old, men of renown. So when you see all of those things, just like how we read um, Nimrod, right? Men of renown. They were big guys and they are, they are husband. They were now found as an opposition to Israel and largely on the basis of war. So they, they now became those guys who were fighting to destroy Israel. They were fighting and opposing. So the rebellion of the angels cost that. It cost a whole lot of things. Are you, are you seeing it now? It cost a whole lot of stuff. So now, back to what we were saying before. Were angels supposed to have sexual relations with people? Were they? Were they supposed to have sex with men? Were they even supposed to look at women? That was not what they were created for. But just like every other creation of God, just like you two, they had their will and they chose to rebel. And look at what the rebellion cost. See, are you seeing it now? Are you seeing that many a times when God says we should not do something, <laughs> God will be. We will never have known whether there's an incredible work in this life. 
they now give it to Anna Kings. They say, hey, Tola Jia, we are grasshoppers. <laughs> that's the order. <laughs> that's the order. That's the order. That's the order. That's the one that touched me the most. We are as grasshoppers in their sight. <laughs> they look at this. How do, how, do, how do we conquer this? So look at what the rebellion cost. So you can't take away. Now, do you know why I have to explain this? You can't take away this history out of the history of angels. <laughs> because my teaching will not be correct. If I tell you that angels cannot reproduce, angels cannot are not supposed to be given in marriage, angels are not supposed to have sex, angels are supposed to have to, they are not supposed to have children. And in Genesis six they did. Are you seeing why I had to go that route? Are you seeing it? But we first looked at the epistles and we saw that ha, ah, this is not, this is not their estate. They left their estate. They left, and it is rebellion. They rebelled against God. That means they did what they were not supposed to do. You see in Deuteronomy 2, Deuteronomy 2, 19, just another emphasis again. Deuteronomy 2, 19 to 22. It says, And when thou come next against the children of Amor, and distress them, nor mend them, it says, I have given them the land. And that says, And giant dwell in Jeron, and the Amor called them. And that says, A great and many, and that says, A great and many, for thou accounted, look at it, verse 20. It says, Thou also accounted the land of giants. Giants dwelt therein in the old time of Amorod and called them Zamuzims, and a great and many tall as the Anakims. But the Lord destroyed them, destroyed them before them, and they succeeded them, and they dwell in their stead. So they've been destroyed. Glory to God. So it's a rebellion. They rebelled against God's plan on his for it. So that means those kind of men were never supposed to be on this earth. Are you seeing it? But because of the rebellion, the rebellion, like every other, like our sin always does, it always has consequences. Are you seeing it? Sin always has, in, in Genesis 1, in Genesis 3, when Adam sinned, the consequence was death. Have you? There's always consequences. This one, then I gave birth to another thing. Are you seeing it now? Are you seeing it now? Now, but via the reason of the resurrection, you and I can see it. So now, just for intertextuality six again, I need to make this clear because it's beyond you, right? I've always told you that these teachings like this are beyond you. I'm, I'm addressing the world, not, not it's beyond you guys here. So look at so now, do we have other instances outside this where supernatural beings had sexual relations with men? Look at Genesis 18. That's the question. Somebody will say, okay, but Genesis, but look, let's, let's look at another thing. Do we have other instances in the scripture where supernatural beings, sons of God, Anakims, uh, no, sons of God, host of heaven, <laughs> as sexual relations with men? Look at Genesis 18. So you see that the Bible is actually, needs to be clarified, right? So did they do it? Were they supposed to? No, they were not supposed to. So just like every other creation of God, they had their will. Are you seeing it? Are you seeing it, guys? Okay, look at it, Genesis 2, 8 to 5. Genesis 18, sorry. Genesis 18, 2 to 5, sorry. It says, and he lifted up his eyes and looked at, lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, 
He ran to meet them at the tent and bowed himself down to the ground. And he said, Lord, if I may find favor in thy servant, pass not away, I pray thee from thy servant. Let the little water I pray thee be fetched and washed thee. He now says, if you read in, he now says, and they said, do so as thou hast said. So now, these are angels now, and their prayers was that of human. One of the things I'm going to teach you in this series is how angels can take on human form. Angels can take on human appearance. So the, the appearance was that like was like of human. And they also ate like humans. You look at even in Genesis 19, they lot had interactions with angels. Look at Genesis 19, verse 1 to 7. If you read that Genesis 19, verse 1 to 7, you will see lots interaction with angels. In verse 3, it says they ate. It says they enter, they face, they break bread. Angels ate. In verse 5, the people requested a lot will bring out the angels. Look at the verse 5. It says, and when they said unto the Lord, they said, where are the men which came to see thee there? Bring them out to us that we may know them. And you know I taught you that knowing them refers to what? Sexual relations. Are you seeing it? It says, bring them. Ah, ah. These people are good now. Bring them out that we may know them. Are you see what happened with Sodom and Gomorrah now? <laughs> bring them out that we may know them. <laughs> and I told you that knowing them in the scripture refers to who? Relates to sexual relations. Look at it. Just put your hands there. Just go quickly go to Genesis 4, verse 1. Let me quickly show you that knowing them again. Genesis 4, verse 1. Genesis 4, verse 1. And Adam what? Knew Eve his wife, Abby, and conceived and bear came. So you see that knowing them means <laughs> sexual relations. <laughs> if you also see, if you also see, okay, look at it, verse 25, Genesis 4, verse 25 for that place. And Adam knew his wife again. Are you seeing it? So when the people, so hence the people wanted to have sex with the angels. Are you seeing what was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah? They wanted to ask, say, bring them, ah, uh-uh, bring them out, that we may know them. So Lord pulled into the house of the angels. So all this shows that sex, angels can actually carry out sexual responsibilities. Angels are, they can carry out certain activities like humans, right? This will imply that angels could have sexual relations with man, but they, that's not what they are meant to do. Are you seeing it? That's why you will see. Now, somebody say, can they still exist today in the New Testament? We can't find them because we are in Zion. Glory to God. Jesus has died. Jesus has been buried. Jesus has rose again. <laughs> we are now in Zion. Amen. Hallelujah. So are you saying that they have the capacity to have sex? They have the capacity to eat? They have the capacity to take on form of humans? Are you seeing it? They have the capacity for them, for human beings to say, come out. They should come out and let us know them. It shows that uh, they are, they are people that once they take on the form of humans, you easily tell yourself, some, someone say, ah, so does that mean spirit husband and spirit wife exist? <laughs> So they say, ah, all the spirit wife, all the spirit woman, did they really, did they not exist and all of those things? <laughs> that's not the conversation of our soul today. Well, that's not the bug of our subject today. So they say, this is for the man in Christ. I don't know it. I don't know them. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. I mean, it's the ones who are not born again that can be saying that. Uh, devils are dealing with them and all. But me, that are born again. I'm in Zion. Glory to God. Is it making sense to you? Amen. So we said that. So as as we begin to put all things 
together now. Is it, are you, did you enjoy this, guys? So we said that angels can actually have sex. Angels can actually eat. They can take on the form of human, right? And they can be addressed as so many things. And we'll, we'll look at, we're we just scratching the surface of this series anyway. <laughs> so is there, is there still more things to study? Oh, obviously. There's still so much to study. So like we said, every angel, so now, back to what we're saying. So we've, we've settled certain things. Can they reproduce? Yes, but can, is, is that what they can do? Is that what they should do? Is, so is their nature supposed to even do it? No. Can they eat? Yes. Is their nature supposed to do it? No. Are you, are, you, are you seeing the difference? Because all of these things are majorly um, an extractions of their will. No, I'm not talking about eating now. I'm talking about uh, they can eat to something. They can eat with you. Jesus ate too. <laughs> After the resurrection. Uh, so, so, I'm saying, uh, I'm talking about evil, right? Sin, rebellion. So, did those things happen? Yes, but that was not... Just like every other creation, they exercise their will wrongly. Just even like the devil exercised his will wrongly. Are you seeing it? So now, every angel, back to what we are saying now, every angel takes instructions, including the devil. So what are angels like? Angels take instructions. If you see an angel giving you, see, let me, let me even tell you something. Angels' instructions, Satan's knowledge, is derived from man. Satan is not omnipotent or omniscience. He's not. If you look at in Luke 1, when he was when 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 uh, Jesus was born, and Matthew 1, when Jesus was born, he did not know. Jesus did not, it took him two years when Herod, Herod, according to chronological calendar, was about 50-60 years. Now, and Jesus was just two years old born when the wise men told him. That was a manifestation of the devil. The wise, Herod kept calling the wise men. The number was not going. <laughs> the wise men, God has already warned the wise men. If you go back there, they went to Jan talk already. Ah, a king was born somewhere. This and that. They said, let us go and come back. So he was started calling. Ah, is not going. He was started is not going. He was started having. Kowali means he's not going. <laughs> so, so, this is our word that we live in. And I, I cannot speak my Yoruba feelings somehow. Now, Ewo started calling. He's not going. Started texting them. They are not responding. They, they block Ewo's number. But look at what the devil is. Very impatient and confused guy. He just said, go and kill all the matriarchs. Before they kill all the matriarchs, Jesus is already gone. To Egypt. By the time Jesus was going to Egypt, he was already in Egypt. Jesus came back already. <laughs> he was already in the temple. <laughs> Are you see how this guy? Well, so Satan takes information from you. If you keep information within you and you do not share anybody, he's not going to know. If you talk to believers among you about your information, I told you, I taught you now to keep the devil far away from you. If you talk to believers, if me and you now that we are brethren, we decide to do something and we did not share. With unbelievers, we're not gonna talk and put what's on your mind on Facebook. <laughs> what's on your mind? My next car. <laughs> Satan takes information from you. Are you getting what I'm saying? That was why. Look at something. That was why this that guy was so confused. Do you notice something? 
Jesus was in Jesus was back in that city since the age of 12 till 30 and he did not know. Jesus was in the temple every day and he did not know. When did he know that Jesus was come done the baptist on the baptism day? He just said when John just told him, behold the son of God who take away the way this is, eh, is the one. The next chapter, the devil came to tempt him. Chapter 4, Matthew 4. I don't know if you have noticed. Chapter 3 was the baptism. Chapter 4, straight, he came to tempt him. That's what he does. He only was the boy. And it was John that revealed the information. So if so did this guy called the devil, you can deal with him. <laughs> Are you hear what I'm saying? It does, it does, it just takes information from you. It was after the baptism came to the That is how, and let me tell you, that is exactly how angels are. They take instructions and information from you. That's why 1 Corinthians 2 it says, are they known? <laughs> they will not have crucified the Lord of glory. That's why you see the scripture of eyes has not seen, yes has not heard. It has not entered into the heart of my man. What the Lord will do. If it has entered, the devil would have known in the Old Testament. That, why do you think, see, in my, see, I've heard this thing and I believe it. Why do you think it looks quite a bit difficult to study the Old Testament somehow? If the devil knew the context of the Old Testament properly, ah, <laughs> if we know that Jesus is alive and we stop it, he will not use death though, because now he will have read from the scripture. Are you seeing that? That's why the scriptures were interwoven and hidden in the stories of men. So you will just trace things in the events. So you, there's no way you can easily pick it and say, this is Jesus. It was God's wisdom. That's why you see, eyes has not seen. Yes, has not. It has not even entered the heart of a man. What God will do? Because if he entered the heart of a man, the man will talk. I've always told you. All the devil needs is your careless mouth. That's all. To finish you, to come against your family, your careless mouth. I taught you now to get away the devil. Your see, you must learn to be very discreet and know who you are talking to. You should know who you are talking to. So God made it that way. God made it that way. So and that's how the devil is. So, and that that is exactly how angels are. They don't know everything. They don't even know scripture. It's what you tell them that they act on. So if you see an angel. So, so, that's, so, you are the one that gives the, the devil information to use. Because all agents are ministering spirits. They take orders. Angels take orders from you. They take command. They take instructions. But to us in Christ, let me tell you the way we, the way we command the devils. Get out of here. In the name of Jesus, get out. That's how they take command from us. They will act on it. Are you seeing how to cast out devils now? They will act on it because they, they are naturally designed to take orders. So, when you, so be very bold when you see a demon oppressed person to say, in the name of Jesus, get out. Are you seeing what knowledge does now? You will just be very, they are, these angels are designed to take orders. They are designed to take instructions. They can't be instructing you. When you see, uh, as God really said, Hey, you should not ask God's angel. <laughs> See what I'm saying. So, we say, get out of here. That's how we deal with demons. That's how we deal with all of those evil powers. Angels take instructions. They take orders. They are not omnipotent. They are not omniscient. They don't know everything. They only act on the information you give them. 
they act on your words. Angels act on your words. Demons act on your words. That's why I teach you in this church the import of your words. This word, are you seeing how supernatural this word is? Just from this series. It is so supernatural. They act on words. God's word. And demons also have some negative words. So, if you like, go and be talking and be saying everything that is on your mind on Facebook or Twitter or your WhatsApp status. That's all it needs. Some people, they want to travel. They've announced to the whole world. Does they play. So you want to embark on a project. You have not even, you have not even allowed it to mature. <laughs> you have got announced to all your principalities of power. That, do you know what Anytime I tell this person, this is no, it will never work. I don't even notice that. Many of the times when you go and say something, that's when the thing will not work out. It's not because you just, you just put the information out. The Herod will never have killed the, the, all the magi. It was just the notion of it. And that is exactly how the devil manifests. So that means, he, don't forget, he says in Ephesians 2 verse 1, he is the prince of the power who works with the children of disobedience. So men who are unbelievers, men who are... It just, so there's just that reaction. Naturally, they are not angry, but somewhere in their spirit, that's the reaction of the devil. Eh? So I know... So that's what he wants to go and do. Okay. So you will not be praying extra hard. Sometimes they just take it very easy. Simple things. You don't have to. It's not everything you. I don't know why I'm still. That's not my. That's not the book of my subject today. We are in Zion. Hallelujah. <laughs> so we have authority. And our authority is in the name of Jesus. Our authority is in the name of Jesus. We sit in Hebrews 1. It says, who has these angels? Have this say we sit there? When you find an angel sitting, he's a fallen angel. <laughs> it is you that sit. Angels are standing. Hallelujah. So when you find an angel sitting there and say, oh, sister, sister Dips, uh, you know, they stand. You are the one sitting. So you say, what, what you got from me? <laughs> Hebrews 12, verse 82. Are you getting it? So we are in Zion, right? The city of the living God, the innumerable company of angels. So we have countless number. It's not one, not two, not one personal bodyguard. Countless number, innumerable company of angels following you. Hallelujah. So we have that. Angels are at our beck and call. They are at our, so angels, they serve the man in Christ. They serve me. See, angels serve me. See, angels serve me. So our relationship with angels is a master and servant relationship. Master and servant. Who is the master? Me. Who is the servant? Them. So we need them on everything. So we need them to, we need them on everything they need to do. They, and let me tell you, I've always taught you, they act on God's word. They act on God. That's why, listen, angels can take any shape to act on. And we're going to examine this in the course of this series. They can act as a doctor, as a physician. That's why some people just say, I just saw somebody come to treat me in the hospital. I don't know if I've heard stories like that. And he's not a doctor, he's not a, somebody just walking to me and just touch my body and just teach things. That's an angel. They can take on any form just to walk. So when you say, God is healing me today, see, they are acting on that thing. Ah, some healing with all of... See, they can... 
in preservation, they can stand and do something. Angels. See, that's why you see that many a times you don't say, hey, God save me. Something happened. They blocked it. We are going to look at that in this series. Obviously, you should look at scriptures. <laughs> they can hurt like fire. No matter the scripture you want them to hurt like. It's just like Gaius, he has not been studying God's word. He has not been studying, he, he has not been listening to Saka, he has not been listening to the word. He doesn't know who he is. He doesn't have pamphlets, he doesn't have anything, he doesn't listen. He's just coming to service, he just comes to service the first time. He's not been looking at me, sleeping in service. Elijah says, open his eyes. Open his eyes that he see. He saw fire, chariot of her, no shaking. They can appear to you and say, ah, oh, I did your back. No, I'm at your back, no shaking. They show him fire. Say, eh? Those that are, are those that are against, are you, those that are actually with us <laughs> are actually more than those that are against us. It's true. That's why revelation makes you bold. Hallelujah. How many people are getting bold with this teaching? That's what the teaching of God's word does. Revelation makes you bold. So in Zion, you have countless chariots of fire around you. So they can't touch you. Nothing can touch you. So when he says, nothing shall by enemies hurt you, do you see that the scripture means it? Because there are chariots of fire around. Nothing can hurt you. So it is the master-servant relationship. So when he says, open his eyes that he will see. What is he seeing? He saw chariots of fire. Can we say the countless number of angels around us? He saw it. He says, nothing shall by enemies hurt you. In Psalm 91. Since they shall be able, that's your feet again. Say nothing, nothing. Are you seeing it? When he says, I'm loyal with you. Ha <laughs> ha. Host of heaven. Hallelujah. So we are not, so it's a master servant relationship. And let me tell you, now, this is the icebreaker. You are not to be angel conscious. Don't say, ah, I was already thinking. <laughs> you are not to be angel conscious, but Christ conscious. Hallelujah. The more of what you know in Christ, the more the angels will minister to you. So you must learn to feed on the word. I always told you in this church. See, let me tell you. Look at me, everybody. If you understand God's word more, eh, you will see more activities of the ministries of angels around you. It's because they respond to the word of God. They don't respond to your knowing. <laughs> I hear what I'm saying. They respond to the word of God. And paralyzes the ministry of angels. We'll, we'll discuss. See, we have, we have a... We have a long time in this series, right? Are you ready? Are you, are you, see, we just, we just, I believe we just moved. We just said, we just moved in today's session. Last week we used it to do introduction. Today we moved. And we are still going to move. Don't worry. So angels play the works of man's intelligence. Angels play the work of man's intelligence. That is, the man will see something. Let me show you a story. Play for me, I can close. Let me show you a story. I, I, I remember, I, I, I remember my pastor shared a story or something. And I'll, I'll show you two stories. I remember something. Hold on. I remember something that my pastor shared. And he said that there was, a, there, there was, there was, there was an issue that was going on in China. And in sometimes where they, they couldn't allow the Bible and all of these things to be, to be spread. And they needed to, to use the Bible and all of those things. And they needed a government policy and all of those things. And the pastor just said, you know what? Come in. 
The pastor just said, I trust God and all of those things. And an angel of the Lord just appeared to him. And just told him, ride on, ride on my bike, we'll go there. And by the time he got to the, it's like a border, a custom to clear the thing. The person standing in the custom just saw the angel as the face of his cousin. I said, hey, it's you. Enter, enter, enter. And that's how he cleared him in. And they are able to assess the Bible. So many things like A friend shared something with me and said, Years ago, she was lost in a bush. And she said that. Somebody just came and said, follow me. I would, where are you even going? The person just came in form of a friendly voice. Follow me. Where are you even going? I will take you. He said, as she, she was so lost, as she navigated her way to the place where she would get a buy. She said she wants to look and say, thank you, thank you. The person has disappeared. That's an angel. They would take a form and defy human intelligence. They are very, very, they are smart like that. That's, that's their nature. So that means you can, let me tell you something. Let me tell you one, one of the reasons I'm teaching. I'm teaching this series for our preaching of the gospel and also for your personal life. See, let me tell you. Angels can go and stand for you eh, in a very difficult position. And just walk into you and just be talking and say, ah, he's my friend. And you'll be wondering, and you'll be wondering, how did they clear you through? I will share you a personal experience someday in the course of this series too. So a whole lot. I remember my pastor shared a story of WCC 1998. He said some people were trying to come to WCC and they did not have address. I mean, WCC just started. It's not like now. This 1998. He said they just started and all of those things. And he said that these people were not, they don't even have a venue. Nobody knows where it was holding. So some people just, so these two ladies, they just said, they will stop a car. They will just say, we are going to watch in that conference. The transit, how do you expect the, the driver to know where they are going or where it is holding? So they just stopped the car. And they just said, we are going to watch it. The person said, enter, I will take you there. I know the place. Ah, ah. In fact, as they were sitting inside the car, they were covering. Ah, ah. They were even happy. Ah, we know the place. They said, as they dropped from the car like this, and said they should say, give the person money and say, thank you, the car disappeared. Hallelujah. You know, we're about to start having things like that in our ministry. Supernatural workings of angels. One thing that the teachings of God does, the teaching of God's word does, is that it, it, it steers up the atmosphere. Are you getting what I'm saying? And it makes you bold. When, when my pastor shared that WCC story, he has not shared it in a long time. I heard this in a very old message. And that thing steered me up like, whoa! How about people coming for our meetings and saying, or let's say somebody's about to come to church and just say, I'm going to Supernatural Community Church. I just saw it in the Church of Google. Somebody just took them there and they could not find it. You know, that's going to be very spectacular. How about your cell meetings and someone just say, I, the angel of the Lord just say, Follow me. I'm taking you to somewhere where you learn the word because they can't teach, right? Just say, Maybe they just saw, have an encounter or a vision. And they just saw he's staring to pray or they're staring to, you know, staring to do the work of ministry. And they, and they just said, and somebody just stopped them and said, I know, and they were just talking to somebody and said, you know, I want to hear God. I really want to grow. I really want to. And they just said, no, and somebody just said, don't worry, I'll take you somewhere. And they just take care and they disappear. <laughs> so angels can do that. Right. So and you must not worship angels too. Revelation 19 verse 10. Revelation 19 verse 10. 
John, Apostle John. He has received revelation. He has seen differences. Angels are walking through. The guy was so blown away. He just needed to, he just started worshiping God. He didn't say, stay, stop it, don't, don't worship me. Worship only God. <laughs> I'm sure the angel was like, eh, I don't want to be like the fallen ones, so John. <laughs> don't implicate me. <laughs> so we are not to worship angels. Don't ever worship them. Don't ever adore them. You thank God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't, don't hear this teaching now. I'm going to be angel conscious. No. Be word conscious. Be Christ conscious. Be conscious of the written word the more. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is how to listen. You, these guys are your servants. You are not to go and be worshipping them. Does it make sense? They are your, you don't worship your servants. You don't even think about your servants. Are you seeing it? You just let your servant do your job for you. Right? Guys, that is it. So, angels serve the sons of God. So, look at Hebrews 13 verse 1 as I close. Or, second to the last scripture as I close. Is this blessing you guys? Uh, I know my time is fast spent, but I just didn't finish this before. Because you have a whole lot to sort out in this series. Hebrews 13 verse 1. Hebrews 13 verse 1. It says, Let brotherly love continue. In the verse 3 now says, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, but thereby some have entertained what? Angels. Honor. Entertain means receive. That is, and the writer of people was teaching Christian virtue and you working in this way. So angels minister help. You have to learn to receive people well. So their ministry will be seen when we do the word. That's the truth. You will receive more of their ministry when you do the word. So I'm trusting God for us as a church, as a ministry, that we see more angelic encounters in your place of work, in your life, in your ministry. But trusting God for things like that, more angelic experiences, right? That's why the teaching of God's word is clear. Don't be forgetful to entertain them. That is, love everybody, right? You can't be hostile to people in Walmart. <laughs> you never can tell. Are you seeing it? Because now, you know what? I just told you they can take a form of human shape, right? They, they take that form. I will study it in the form of this, in this course of this series. How they do. You see, in, in, in Genesis 18, in that Lord story, they came as human beings ahead, right? They can take that form. So the minister help. Learn to receive the ministry of angels. And I'm going to teach you. We're going to, we're going to learn how to do it. In Psalm 103, verse 20 to 21, it says, They respond to thy word. Learn to fill your lips with God's word. That thing there that we say, speaking God's word, speaking God's word, speak God's word, speak the positive things, speak God's word. Angels will respond to you. Angels minister for us. Be word conscious, not angel conscious, right? So don't respond. See, they don't, angels does not respond to tears, emotion, I'm crying, I'm sad. They don't respond to that. Too. That's not what they respond to. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm just crying, I'm just sad, I'm just feeling guilty, I'm just lying down my bed, I don't know what to do. Nothing will happen like that. But when your mouth is filled with praise, the right words, your confession, they will respond. I remember, I shared with you many years ago when I was in high school, I told myself I was not going to take transport fare. I said, I want to practically, I learned this ministry of angels when I was in high school. 
and then I used to take a bus or take uh, you know this public transport. So I said, I want to practicalize this thing. I said, I'm not going to spend my money. I was a young boy like me, just very new in ministry. And I said, I'm not going to spend my money. I'm going to make sure that I receive the ministry of angels this week. So I used my words. I said, I will not spend my money. Men will come through for me. Men will come at my beck and call. Men will, I kept just speaking my word. And I tell you, one week, if at the very first day, I ate yam, my best food. Somebody saw me and said, come inside. They saw that rain wanted to fall. I was under the tree. I didn't know that there was an house at my back. The house did not exist before I got there. So they said, boy, boy, come. Are you hungry? I said, yes. They said, don't worry, we cooked you, Yaman. I said, you cooked me my best food? That's how I heard. And they gave me my transport fee to go. I knew since that day that there is something called the Ministry of Angels. Hallelujah. This was me very young. I just, this thing I'm teaching, I learned it that time. I was like, ah, I'm going to practicalize this thing. And throughout that week, it was different experiences and encounters of men coming to my So they come to your help, right? They, but they respond to the word. I, let, I like the song that my pastor composed many years ago. Everything is working for my good every day. Everything is working for my precious every I don't have to see the ones walking behind the scene. All I know is the script is working out for me. Everything is working for my good. I don't know about you. Everything is working for my good. Things are moving in my direction. How about you? Let's speak God's word this evening. That your interview, speak God's word. Speak. Lift your voices. Be on your feet. Just speak God's word. Angels respond to words. They can see angels can carry your fire to the right place. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. They can. They can go and swap a file and just put your own on top so that they will see it. The first email, your the first application that that your job recruiter can see tomorrow morning can be your own. Hallelujah. Just everything is working for my good. Things are moving in my direction. Things are going my way. I don't have to see it, but every see that song my pastor said it. That's why he said I don't have to see it. The one is walking behind the scene. Ministry spirit, host of heaven, angels, chariots of fire. They are walking behind the scene. Behind the scene. Pray, lift your voices and just and just speak God's word over your life, your ministry. That supernatural, you have supernatural help. The Lord is bringing orchestrating things. Mando sefrekayadas. Ebrashukrasikala. Mambra sukrete saga. Angels on assignment. Ministry in spirit. This is our realm. We are in Zion. Oh yes. Thank you, Lord. Lift your hands and just bless the name of the Lord this evening. Sing it, the Holy Ghost and bless him.